Blah, blah, blah. Okay, good. It's working. Hey, look at that. It's working. All right. Hello, everybody. And welcome to the Brick Cave Media Podcast. My name is Bob Nelson. This is the week where I would normally do my podcast by myself, but I have a very special guest today. Brought to you by Quarantine Boredom. Please welcome Jennifer Windrow. I'm so happy to be out of the house. <laughs> <laughs> Not with my family. <laughs> uh, it's good to have you back, buddy. Oh. So um for everybody out there, just so just so you kind of get an idea, um, we actually had Jennifer working on a different podcast for a while, <laughs> trying to work trying, on a different podcast. <laughs> um at bibliofight.com, but we couldn't seem to we couldn't seem to get that rolling, and then of course the quarantine hit, and so it just kind of killed everything. And life got a little crazy. A couple of our peeps had some personal stuff going on, so it just kind of got ugly. Yeah. So, but so I was like, "Hey, what are you doing?" She's like, "I'm bored." I'm like, you want to come do this? She's like, "I suppose." I didn't get a better offer. <laughs> I was more excited. Than <laughs> so how are you? I'm good. Yeah? Good. Tell us tell us what's up in Gin World. Stuck home with my husband and two kids and a slew of animals and you know, that's about it. Just trying to navigate through the crazy right now. Oh, I know, right? <laughs> it's, it's, I know, right? It's ugly and yeah, it's just crazy. So, you know, right now mostly just waiting to find out what's going on with school for the kids so I can figure out if I can work again. <laughs> I know. This crazy. So just so everybody knows, we are in the Brick Cave studio. We're actually downstairs from the normal studio that we would be in. We're actually in the Brick Cave office. I've kind of converted that into a podcast studio. This is the same podcast studio that Sharon and Bruce are podcasting out of and Bill and Patrick are podcasting out of. So um, I kind of, since we don't have any people here, I just converted it into yeah, its nice. own little podcast place. It so, um, so how have, let's, let's just kind of, let's just kind of get right into the meat mm -hmm. of things. How has the book market treated you since this started? Um, when the quarantine first hit and the stay at home orders and, and when the crap hit the fan, it, everything kind of really slowed down. Um, seeing a little bit of an uptick last couple months, haven't been able to write really. I've, I've plotted three books, like <laughs> <laughs> I have three wonderful plots in five covers to write books for, but I haven't, I haven't actually written any words right now. So, but um, I did see you had gotten, um, it wasn't an award. It was you had been assigned to be a part of something. I'm teaching for That's Margie Lawson. I'm teaching for the Margie Lawson Writing Academy, um, a developmental editing class. And I actually took a job as a developmental editor for a small press. Well, congratulations. Yeah. So Good that's job. Been, that's been kind of fun. A little, a little, that's been a little scary because um, I'm pretty blunt. And what? honest, what? And, uh, and I, I just, I just emailed the owner of the company that I, I edit for, and I said, I'm afraid my, this author is going to ask for a new editor by the time <laughs> she's really not going to like me. And she's like, Why did you say that? I'm like, her, her pages are really red. <laughs> so she goes, Well, maybe you should send them to me. And so I did. And she said, No, not that bad. And I'm like, Okay, just making sure. Like. <laughs> really bad so oh. it's it's uh but i like doing it it's it's been fun and, and the class has been amazing so i've had some really great students but it's very cool it's been keeping me while i haven't been writing it's been keeping me busy at least and, and so, still in the writing world just. i know um you know i know uh, 
So for those of you that don't know, uh, we did make some adjustments to the podcast. So we've got actually kind of three separate it's almost like three separate mini podcasts going where there's the one where I do the show and then we have a, a show that's hosted with uh, Bruce Davis, Sharon Skinner, and then one that's hosted with uh, Bill Campana and Patrick Hare. And, and there is with everyone except for Bill, <laughs> there is a running sort of, Hey, we're just not writing right now because of all the stress and that's all hard. the, all the stuff going on. And, and it's funny because Bill will come in and say, Oh, you know, I wrote like eight poems this week and <laughs> been editing three more. And well, I think poems, I, I might be able to knock out some poems because they're quick and they're easy and you can kind of put your emotions into them and. Yeah, he's he's always been like that though. I mean, I've known him 20, 20 something years and he it just he he's just, you know, this is what I do, right? So, you know, I get up, he gets up and he writes and he knows that that's his routine and he sticks to so his routine and he just does it and he works that poem and he gets that poem done and he moves on to the next one. And so by the end of each year, there's at least a manuscript's worth of nice. Of poetry done, which is why we have you know four books working on a fifth book from him right yeah. now. Um, the the real blessing in that is that he's very talented. So you know the things that he writes are fantastic. So you know he all he writes in volume and he also writes in quality, which is not necessarily as commonplace as you would think. No, it isn't. <laughs> um, but everybody else is kind of like you know there's just there's a lot going on and it's just emotionally it's just draining it's, it's and uh, well, challenge and, you know you go from me being the only one in the house the majority of the time so having 6 hours a day where there's no husband and children in the house cuz they're at work and school to literally having everybody in the house and i know at the start i was kind of cranky and my husband said well, why are you so cranky and i said because you guys are having a great time. You're right. all home right. and you're it's having like a vacation wonderful time. For them. But yeah. Yeah. you guys have literally just encroached on my whole life. Like, right. <laughs> so you know, the kitchen's never clean. The living room's ever clean. There's shoes everywhere. Like, it's. I feel like it's right. you know become a madhouse. And so I had to change my mindset and be like, okay, I've got to find a new way to do this, a new schedule, right. new routine, right. and. So I've noticed a lot of my developmental editing, which is kind of what I've been uh, this month's really bad because I'm teaching the class and I have a book due for the the small press but i've been kind of getting up before everybody else and just kind of knocking right, trying out a to bunch get that of it done. so that sure. when they're up it's not so much competition yeah i think um you know and i think that's been approach for for um sharon as well is to kind of work in the off hours yeah. you know try and try and create a space where it's you can focus and you can tune things out and and that kind of thing um but how are the books doing? How are you doing? Good. I mean, I just had an audio book come out, um, the third in the in my vampire series. So that one just came out Monday, Tuesday, Tuesday. Tuesday, I um, think, if I remember. Yeah, seeing. It's, I, it just all of a sudden it popped up in my email. Your book is now available. I was like, oh, well, that's good. <laughs> you know, <laughs> hey, hooray! Because right, I had turned one in right before COVID hit. Right. And we were waiting for it to approve, and it took over six weeks for. Um, audible to approve it it's like, it's funny because um bruce was the same way when we submitted gold magic yeah it took them extra time yeah right at the beginning it's yeah. like, like was a halt like it just stopped so this one only took maybe two and a half weeks so i was i was supposed to take 10 14 days and it was right in that time period yeah. so yeah i was really happy that that at least went quicker so i've had those things going but even my audiobook narrator I mentioned something to her, and even she said she's having a really hard time focusing, focusing just mm. in the in her booth, trying to read other people's. Yeah, it's words. emotion. It's, it's emotional yeah. right now. I mean, you know, there's so much going on out there, 
and there's so much to think about and and so much to process and new normals that we have to follow. And, yeah, and all kinds of new normals and all kinds of you know you can't do this, you have to do this, you sh- you know, it's just a it's just a it's a drain. It is to it adjust. Is. So, um, but speaking of audiobooks, I have such yes. good news. I segued for you. I have <laughs> such good news. So I don't know if anybody. Um, you probably, when you're listening to this, it won't be today. It'll be whatever day you're listening to this. But today, the 16th at 7.25 a.m. was the end of the Brick Cave Kickstarter, which funded. We were successful. So thank you to everybody out there if you're listening to this and you were a backer of that Kickstarter. Thank you for doing that. Um, it was a it was a lot of fun to do. Um, it was very stressful because literally we, we did it probably at the worst possible time. Um, hey, everybody's out of work. Hey, we want your money. Well, and, and you know, and the honest part about it is, is that, is that when we, when we were at, before we launched, yeah. you have that conversation of if not now, when, right. Yeah. And it was like, you know, if, if we don't have a following strong enough to support this now, are we going to have it in three months? Are we going to have it in six months? Is it going to be worth it? And you it have it's a long to, process. Right. And you have to make that decision. And and we did. So we decided to run with it. And, you know, thankfully, we do have that audience that that um, is strong enough and carried us through Um, because, you know, I was over three on the on the crowdfunding road prior to this. So do you have narrators all lined up? Not yet. So that's actually the next step. So um, there's a narrator that I think we're going to engage, which is the narrator that did the Tavar Tinker series for us. Um, to do Healer's Legacy, and I, 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 I can't commit to that because Sharon hasn't said yes or no to that yet. But um, I think that's the direction that we want to go with that. Um, and then the others, the others, we're just going to put them out on ACX and 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 let the bids come well, in. If where you need they a are. female, let me know. She's okay. my my narrator is amazing, and she's she's decently priced, so she's cool. really good though. Good, she's just awesome. I love her. So, so thankfully that is done. At least the front part of that is done. Now I got to do the back part and make sure everybody gets what they, what they, their reward, um, which is going to be a lot of fun because it means I get to get Bruce to come in and sit down for, for, you know, half an hour and read and Sharon to get to come in and read for half an hour and Joe, I get to get Joe to come out of his house for a couple (laughs) hours because that doesn't normally happen very often. Um, so I get him to come down and read for, I mean, it's gonna, it's gonna be a lot of fun to make those rewards because a lot of those rewards are exclusive audio for these guys. So, so thank you everybody that contributed to that. We really appreciate your support on that and getting us to that point. And of course here on the podcast, we'll keep you posted on how that goes. Uh, so we, we've been trying. So one of the things, and you know, cause you've been involved in a couple of them. One of the things that we've been trying to do is do more content create more online content for people to engage with um we did that fantastic uh panel we did that was fun that was a lot of fun and we did another panel after that with sharon skinner and louise robertson and we um did something else i think i can't even there's so much stuff going on like day job too is kind (laughs) of like i do three or four a day for day job and so it's just like wow but um, we just announced another one uh, coming up 1st of August, which is going to be an introduction to our two new authors. So we're adding two new authors. Nice. Um, Marcus Campbell, you might have met Marcus. He was I, the intern yeah. here. Yeah. Um, he is actually a poet. So um, we've engaged him for a manuscript for this fall. Very cool. 
And then uh, Adam Marsh. I don't know that you know Adam, but uh, Adam came to us as a referral through one of our artists. So uh, Kinatech knows him and trusted him and said, hey, you guys should meet. And we did and, and asked him for some samples and we talked to him and um, he really kind of had that right sort of go get her, roll up your sleeves, you know, yeah. attitude. Yeah. Um, so we've engaged him for a manuscript for this fall. So those will should come out before the year's end. Nice. Uh, and you're going to get a chance to meet them. So if you are a member of the BC Book Club, so bcbookclub.com. Uh, everybody that's a member of the BC Book Club, regardless of the level, so you can do the free level or if you want to kick in five bucks a month or ten bucks a month, you can do that. But regardless of your level, you're going to get to be on this webinar and uh, meet these guys. And they're really cool people. Um, you can actually, Marcus has a couple of videos on the YouTube channel because he's done a couple of the drawings and stuff yeah. like that. So so you can pick up just how energetic he is and just how positive he is. Very cool. Um, and it's going to be a lot of fun to have those guys uh, working on new works for the press. So that's coming up August 1st at 1 o'clock, I believe. It's on the website, so you can check that out. And then uh, and then I'm kind of working on like a September 1st new release webinar for um, Sharon's got a new book coming out. And, of course, Bill's got a new book coming out. And a couple others have new books coming out. I think, uh, uh, well, I know. We've got to get the we're going to get the Colette Black manuscript for her second book out. Nice. Yeah. So there's a lot that's going to happen in the second part of the year. So I kind of want to prep everybody and give everybody a chance to get excited about that uh, ahead of time. Yeah. So look for that. Probably first week of September, we'll do that webinar. Um, you'll get a chance to meet them. That'll also be a BC Book Club exclusive. So if you're not a member of the book club, just saying it's free. <laughs> Become a member. Become a member. <laughs> um, hey, we got marked. I have no clue. What that means. I know that's why I wrote it. I was like, I was like, I was like, I'm gonna write this, and she's gonna be like, "What the yeah, hell are you much. talking about?" I was like, about? I don't know what that is. So, um, in November of last year, we filed for a trademark. Very cool. So, um, we filed to trademark Brickade Media, and that came through a few weeks ago. So, officially now, I need to start using the TM on the end of Brickcave Media everywhere cool. I write it. So, um. Congratulations to us. That I is guess. congratulations. Yeah. So we now have intellectual property. And now you have to redo all your banners. Yep. All, all the banners. Your... <laughs> everything's got to get redone now, Business which is cards, a pain everything. in the butt. Oh, thanks. <laughs> You're a pal. So um, let me ask you a question about um, kind of what you see happening over the next three or four, even six months. Let's let's look at six months. Um, we saw, so just to give you some context, we saw a lot of people and we're grateful for it. A lot of people came to the website and they ordered books. So we saw an uptick on our website orders, even mm -hmm. as we saw, I don't want to say a decline, but we did see a, just a gradual little tick down on uh, some of the outlets. Um, and that has carried through. So people have continued to order books through nice. us directly, yeah. which is fantastic. Um, what do you see happening over the next six months on that? Do you, do you see people continuing to engage? Like, do you see people, I'm just going to read audio books. I'm going to do audio books for them just to get through I, this. I hope so. I, I, I think if we can get a, you know, some kind of hold on COVID and kind of get it under control. Right. And we start to get some sense of normalcy back. Um, 
that people start really buying again and doing that. But I think people kind of cinched up their purse strings and they're like, you know, I don't know. It's, it's so unknown out there that, I mean, even us, my husband took a pay cut at the beginning just to make sure yep. his company stayed yep. going. And he said, you know, we got to gotta tighten up to make sure we get through this. You never know what's going to happen. Right. And it's like, okay, right. well, that's what we do. So I'm hoping that as companies start to rehire and bring people back in, people will become stable again. Right. Um, you know, Christmas, I always usually do really well between Thanksgiving and Christmas with sales. And I'm really hoping it's the same this year that it seems people are, you know, just kind of chill and they're reading books and they're listening to books um i did see <clears throat> audiobooks used to be a huge seller for me but then people stopped commuting and oh most people wow i didn't even think about that i didn't even think yeah i didn't even think about that and so my audiobook sales went down because people aren't driving yeah. back and forth to work um i did see it go back up a little bit not as much as it was i mean i was selling audio like crazy but right it really went down because people just weren't commuting to work, so they weren't having a time to just sit in their car and listen to an audiobook. So, so it's interesting because you know, obviously, because our direct sales channel is right now just um, it's just paperbacks. Yeah. Um, you know, and we'll be adding in hardbounds here fairly soon. But, but um, our our mix on the sites where we have both digital and paperback. Um, has always been pretty consistent, and it's been about 70-30 to 80-20 in favor of paperbacks. Yeah. And that actually hasn't changed very much. I honestly, I kind of expected that to change a little bit. I did expect to see ebooks creep up a little bit as people yeah. thought, hey, I want to read, but I don't necessarily want to get a book, <laughs> book shipped to me. Um, but it's been fairly consistent. And, and overall... You know, if you take out the events, because the events were, for us, um, they were 60% of our revenue. Right. Right. But if you take that out, the rest of our business was fairly stable. Yeah. Like, it, it was a either at or even slightly above what we would have done traditionally every year for the first yeah. six months of the year. So, in that respect, I mean, you know, if there's a silver lining to anything that's been happening... Um, we're certainly not, we're certainly not rolling in money and we're not making enough money. To, we're, uh, yeah. I'm not going to lie. We're not making <laughs> we're enough not money. To, we're not making enough money to pay the bills. Right. I mean, don't get me wrong, but, but if, if there is some way to say, Hey, you know, there's a, there's something to look at here. It is that, you know, in spite of everything that's happened, our channels outside of our event channels have held strong for us. Right. And in the case of our direct sales, they've actually gotten a little stronger. Yeah. Now see, a lot of mine, the slowness could have gone with when my husband said, hey, we need to cut back. I said, all right, I'm going to stop advertising for a little. I'm going to stop, right, right. stop running ads for a little bit because I don't want, you know, sometimes my ads can go out, especially with Amazon, they can go completely out of control all of a sudden. I'm like, <laughs> oh, what happened there? You know, right, <laughs> we had right. a couple months like that. And um, so I stopped running ads, but I've just recently started doing that again. And, and so, yes, things have gotten better. But if you don't advertise... Right, you if you're not suck. telling people you know, you're there. You got to tell right. people you're there. Right. So, um, I've been, you know, while I've been doing this since I haven't been running them, I've at least been learning as much as I can how about to how be to effective, run, be right. effective and run them effectively. So, but yeah, it's I've been using this time pretty much as a learning curve. Of course, I'm reading my butt off. I mean, I'm I've bought. In fact, I just got oh, yeah. that the other day. Yeah. Look at how many books you bought this month. I'm like, yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> it's like I got nothing else to do. I might as well read. You know, so. 
doing a lot of, and we're watching a lot of Netflix. <laughs> Seriously. Yeah, I, you <laughs> so know, it TV. was funny because we, um, we had a, I mean, obviously we've had a, we've had a Netflix subscription for a long time. Yeah, we and, have too. Yeah, and and last year we had decided that this was the year we were going to transition out of, <laughs> um, out of cable and yeah. and only go with digital services. That's yeah, what we have. Yeah. So we were going to build a lineup. Our own special lineup of the various digital yeah. services, and that's what know. we've done, yeah. And so we had chosen that, and we had said, okay, these are the these are the units we're going to have. These yeah. are the services we're going to have. Um, and for the most part, we've stuck to that. I mean, it, you know, in that regard, it's ended up reducing our oh, expenses. Yeah, ca- it's way less than your cable bill. I mean, right. Yeah. So, so in that respect, it was it helped us, you know, manage our expenses yeah. on that a little bit. But we haven't really used it. Like, oh really? Like ours is on all day. <laughs> I haven't been in front of the TV, and now mind you, normally because I'm you know I'm that You'd that eighty hours a week entrepreneur guy that yeah. just sits in his office all day and yeah, you're really active. at some point somebody's gonna have to come in and be like, are you still alive? Because you know <laughs> <Poke> you. <laughs> you've been sitting here for three weeks. But anyway, so so I haven't obviously been watching any. Um, any TV and no one else in the house has been watching any TV. So it's kind of like, well, if, if we're, and I don't expect us necessarily to be the standard bearer for the entire you right. know, country, but, but at some point it's like, well, is, are people not watching TV and are they, oh, a lot watching TV. are they doing a lot of social media? Are they, cause I, I that's so the my other husband topic. husband is a movie buyer. He will buy, if you give him a four ninety nine movie list, he will buy the heck out of really? those movies. Oh, yeah, we have we have over 500 movies on our Apple TV. Like, okay. Literally, he just okay. buys random, I mean, just the most random movies you've ever seen. And he's grumpy because, you know, typically we're in the movie theater. They right. come to the movie right. theater, then we get to get them at home, but there's been nothing in the movie theater. Right. So he's buying all these random old movies. <laughs> and uh, But, um, you know, they tried to do that, the, the streaming directly that was supposed to go to the movie theater that came directly right. to streaming right. we bought a couple of those it turned out to be fantastic movies right so we did a couple of those but they're well not disney even... did that with uh well with they the... did so we bought guns akimbo with the with daniel radcliffe that yeah. movie was fantastic i yeah. mean but that was one we rented it like we bought it to stream and then we ended up just buying it because we were like okay this was this was great we love it we're gonna watch it over and sure. over again sure. and we did that with the hunt too um because that was a great movie too but I mean, we're we're movie people, and right. so it sucks because we can't go to theaters. So it's you know we love my husband and I. That'll be our date night dinner and a movie. Yeah, like, see, that's we're what we love to do. we're um, we're not so much the theater experience people. No. So we just threw the money into the TV, got a bigger TV, yeah. got a better sound system. Yeah, okay, we got those too, but and, <laughs> but we don't go to the theater, right? So we just yeah. don't go to the movie theater, and we just wait for everything to come yeah. out. And, and See, we go to the movie theater, and then we wait for it. To, then we usually go home, pre-order it if we like the movie <laughs> on, on Apple TV, and then wait for it to come out. Cause then I we got have you. A and my husband is the guy that sits on the couch and literally knows exactly where every scene is, and will right. just turn Skip on the right movie, to it. go to that scene if he wants to watch it, and then he does it. He's He's crazy about that stuff but <laughs> well it's um, all right we all have our thing you know and, and the kids have apple tvs in their bedrooms we have them all over the house so and, and in fact i had to text them last night because we have a smart house and it all runs through alexa even my lights and my alexa was down in my bedroom last night and i kept telling it to turn off my bedroom lights and it kept telling me no and i was like 
And so then I went to my phone. I thought, well, I'll just turn them off on the phone. And then the app wouldn't load. I'm like, oh, my God. So I texted my husband. I'm like, I can't turn the lights off. Like, I literally can't turn our bedroom lights off. That's awesome. So, so I had to call a kid in. And I'm like, fix that thing. And they're like, so they fixed the Alexa finally. And I was, but it was like half an hour before I could turn my bedroom lights off. <laughs> so yeah, my oh, house is a little crazy with first world so problems crazy. right there right there but that's how crazy my husband is with all these electronics is my literally our, our doorbell our cameras our garage door everything runs off of our wi-fi right so um in fact i put a i'll put a alexa dot in our backyard because i wanted to have it to put music and he said you know people can turn off our lights and um all from of that a distance at, right out there and i'm like who's gonna know to turn off our like Who's going to know to turn off our lights in the backyard? Like, seriously, dude, you know? Do you think people know this? Like, they just walk around saying, Alexa, turn off bedroom lights. You know? Like, <laughs> they don't do that. Halloween's so, coming, everyone. Yeah, I know. Go to my house. Somebody, just, somebody just walked through the neighborhood. Alexa, turn off the lights. <laughs> and so, just yeah. watch and see if plunk, plunk, yeah, plunk, plunk, what plunk, lights plunk, go off. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, so that's kind of been my, I mean, and he's getting, since he's been home more, we're getting... More and more and more and more. Oh boy! Oh. So yeah, it's, I don't even know how to run our house most of the time. <laughs> Just make it work. Come That's on. awesome. Oh, That's awesome. Yeah. It's so, um, what are you working on? What do you, what projects you got in queue? Um, I well, what am I? What should I? What should I be working on, or what I am working on? I. <laughs> I should be writing the fourth book in my vampire series, which is all plotted, and I have like seventy pages written. But I just don't want to edit it. <laughs> and then I had this amazing idea for this new book series, and I found covers that I absolutely <laughs> fell in love with that were perfect for it. And so then I plotted out the first book of that, and I had to do some research on Dante's Circle of Hell and stuff like that. So I spent weeks doing that, and I'm kind of playing around with that one because I, I think that's where my heart is right now <laughs> okay well that's all right you go here yeah you know you go it's, it's kind of like i i don't know but i know i need to get this fourth book out because it's kind of ends the arc of this first four books and i can continue i can i can either move stop on to another or, right yeah i can either going. stop this series or whatever yeah, so yeah. it's kind of where i am i i'm just trying i plotted three books and you know whatever one i kind of feel like writing when things normalize a bit i think i'll pick up on that but so um, let's see. I I can tell you that there is another Tavara Tinker story coming. Nice. Uh, that actually just entered editing. So uh, Sharon is doing her part of it right now, which is, you know, I kind of lay everything out, and then and then she goes through with the sculptor's tools and kind of. Does she do the content editing? Yeah, she does yeah. the content editing, but then she also makes sure that all of the all of the historical references oh, are right, nice. and you know, all of the. Because we do reference a lot of real characters um, throughout the series. Right. So, you know, she just kind of does the double check, make sure that that's how that character would probably have been, or or at least there's I'm nothing Googling. to contradict that <laughs> how that character yeah. would have been. Uh, and then, and then you know, she kind of makes sure that the characters are, are true to themselves in the based on the history that we've written right. so far and that kind of stuff. Um, I can tell you this one gets a little bit... Um, this one gets a little darker. Does it? I, I think... You're gonna see a lot of dark books coming out. Well, the the interesting thing is that most of this was written pre-pandemic. Oh, so, was it? so at least my part, most of my part was written pre-pandemic, and 
And the arc, so the story arc that we're following through the first couple stories, you can tell that that it's getting darker. You know, things are getting a little bit more desperate and so on and so forth. So this one, I'm, you know, I was I was writing it for a while and then I realized I was writing the same story again. Yeah. And you never, you know, you don't want to do that. So, so I paused and, you know, and I was like, okay, I had to, I had to think this through. So we did. And then, and then kind of reworked those pieces. Um, I'm, I'm a lot more comfortable with where it is. I don't know that that's where it's going to end up though. I'm not sure that that's, that it's where it's going to end up, but uh, we've committed that that story will be available later this year for a writer's group that Sharon is going to speak at. So there will be new to our tinker which means there'll probably be new audio to Vera Tinker as Very well cool. uh, for that. And then um, on the Brickcave side, we, like I said, we got a lot of manuscripts in Pipeline. Um, you know, it's funny. We got through that, that deluge of manuscripts earlier this year. So Bill and Patrick and Bruce and, and Louise. And it was like, oh, we got through. Yeah. You know, that was our backlog, right? Yeah. And then, uh, you know, I, I kind of came in here actually one day and I sat down and I thought, okay, I got to start figuring out what, you know, are we going to have something? Are we, yeah, yeah. Do I need to, <laughs> do I need to hustle pile. the acceptance slush pile? Um, and then all of a sudden it was like, Oh wait, no, I got this out of an editor. I've got this out of an editor. I've got this that just needs artwork. Like literally there are six more books that are written and just need to be finished. Yeah. So it was like, Oh, well I'm, I'm still behind. Great work, Bob. Go team. Yeah, and I, I did some acquisition editing for Champagne Book Group, which is a small press I work with. And I had never done acquisition editing before, and I did, like, a pit mad. And I went in, and I got to pick. Like, I've Isn't always been fun? on the other side of pit mad, you know, like the author begging somebody to look at <laughs> me. This time I got to go in and pick people, and I <clears throat> I picked a few, and I've requested a few manuscripts, and, and I, a couple I've sent to the publisher and said, yeah, I want to work on this. Like, it's this hard. It's amazing. It's but hard. But it is hard i never you never want to tell somebody you don't and i've always and and of course i've been on the other end so i know how hard it is and how much it hurts to get that rejection so and you never and you always think to yourself well if i just tell him to do this yeah i I don't i want to i want to be like hey can you just and and and, you know you have to you can't you just you have to say i'm sorry this doesn't fit with us right now there was one that it was a hardcore sci-fi i mean hardcore and it was really good but i knew that I wasn't a hardcore sci-fi editor, so right, there was right. no way I was going to do this book justice. So I told the, the owner of the company that I said, hey, I love this, but I don't think I can edit this. Like, right. I really don't. She goes, oh, we've got this guy. He's one of our editors, and he does all of our sci-fi. I'll kick it over to him. So I don't actually know what ended up happening with it, right. but um, he was going to look at it and see if he you know, was interested in it, but... It's it's hard to be on the other side. It really it, is. You know, it's it, well, it, it's hard because you empathize with the struggle that authors have, yeah. and you want them, you want to help them succeed. But at the same time, it's like you got to make a decision. Oh, and yeah. and and the important thing is an author. And and this is the insight that I would that I always try to give authors when they ask about mm-hmm. it is that, you know, a publisher saying no does not mean that that's a bad piece of work. It doesn't. It does not it's in not any them. way mean that the work isn't worth being published it just means it doesn't fit it it may even just be it doesn't fit right at that time because there were people there are people that have sent us poetry manuscripts when we were so deep in poetry manuscripts it wasn't going to do that person any justice to say yeah we want to publish it but it's going to sit on the shelf for two years you know it's like 
go and go and find somebody that has the capacity to get this out exactly. for you because it's worth getting out. Um, so we did. Oh, actually, I should probably talk about this. So we did change our submission guidelines, or uh, not the guidelines, the pro- the process. So. You know, we used to do the season, so we used to start June 1st and run till September 30th, and we would let people send us manuscripts between those dates. Yeah. Um, we actually changed that. So now it is digital. So now you submit digitally, and you can submit any time of year. So um, it's we basically divided the year into quarters, and then at the end of each quarter, we pull whatever's come in, and we do the review so on it. So what email do you send it to? Um, so <clears throat> if you go to brickcavemedia.com, it's actually the very same page that we have our guidelines on. You will actually submit it digitally. So you will go on a form online and submit everything there. Comes to us. We review it after that quarter has ended. And then if for those manuscripts that we want to see full manuscripts on, we send them the notification. So, so how many pages do you ask for? Three for chapters. Three chapters. Okay. So we just finished. Um, literally, I announced it like the last week of June. And somebody was paying attention because they were like, bam. <laughs> and it goes. <laughs> Properly formatted and everything. Nice. I'm like, okay, so you're in. Yeah. You did everything you need to do. So um, now we go through the, that person's because that was the only person that got in right before the deadline. Yeah. Um, and let them know if we want the full manuscript. And then July, August, and September, we'll go through those in October and we'll say, okay, let's look at these, you know, three or four or whatever. Right. And let's get a full manuscript. So let's interview the author. And you know we're we're not we're not um, we want a certain type of author. I mean, you know this, right? Because you've been around a long time with us. You know, we want a roll up your sleeves, you know, get in, get dirty, you know, make it happen kind of author. Especially if you're not local to us, because we don't have the strength of reach that a big five publisher does. So we need that assist in that author's local area. They need to be willing to go out and hustle. Well, they got to, you know, they got to be willing to hustle a little bit and, and you know, they've got to be, they got to be willing to work as part of a team. Mm -hmm. You know, it's really, it's really got to be a team effort. Um, and, it, and I know it sounds cliche almost, but it does, it really, but it really does. Cause you know, we're going to do everything in our power, obviously, to make sure that every book is a success. Um, but there's only so much you can do. But I can just sitting there not doing anything. Well, but I can tell you, I mean, even within our own catalog, I can tell you, you know, which books had team effort and which books not so much team effort. Um, and it shows in the sales. It absolutely 100% shows in the sales. So, um, so we started that right before the end (laughs) of June. Um, and that's actually gone really well. I think, I think, uh, it's been received well. We've gotten some, some submissions for this current quarter. People are starting to figure it out. I did get a couple of, of mail-in submissions right at the beginning of the month. Cause I think people had planned. Yeah. Yeah. They were already. Um, and I'm, so I'm happy to, to just work those as we normally would. I don't have a problem with that. Um, but it seems like it, it has, that transition has been very smooth and very good. So nice. we'll see how that goes. Um, so in our podcast world, we also do a couple of cool things. I'm going to just talk to you about it and everybody else can listen in. So, uh, Bruce and Sharon for their podcast, they actually do, uh, a first reads. I think, no, it's first words. It's called first words where people can send them the first page of their manuscript and they will read it and talk about it as part of their podcast. Yeah. 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 So it's kind of cool. So. Um, if you go to the Brick Cave podcast page, you can actually get the details on how to submit that 
and then uh, they get to pick which one they're going to do in their particular show. So encourage everybody to do it. Yeah, that's fun. It's because it's a lot of fun. A writers conference here many years ago, five six years ago, and they you could turn in your first page yeah and they would as a panel they would sit in the front and yeah so kind of brutal sometimes but but they would read the page and then they would kind of say this is what i like about it this is what i don't like about it i would publish this i wouldn't publish it you yeah know, kind of absolutely so so they do that and then and then bill and patrick so years and years and years and years and years ago in the before times um when we would be doing poetry slam we used to do this event called box night and basically what it was, was everybody that was intending to compete in the Poetry Slam that night put their poem into a box. Oh, fun. And you had to pull one of them to read as the poem you were competing with for that round. Oh, fun. So we decided, hey, why don't we let people send in poems and literally they will pull that poem out of the box and read it on the podcast. So um, same thing. If you're interested, if you've got a poem that you want to see Bill or Patrick read. That's fun. Go to BrickCavePodcast.com. There's details on how to submit your poem. Are there? It, it's going to be. Um, thank you, Jen, for taking the time to come and visit. Thank you for getting me out of the house. And uh, <laughs> and maybe I'll pull you back again next month, and we can yeah. uh, and we can I just kind of roll forward else. with this. Um, I do just so you know, I do have every intention of getting the Bibliophyte <laughs> podcast running again, um, and maybe we swap some talent out for that. And but but I think again. That's another opportunity for authors right now that don't have a medium to promote themselves. Send us your book. So go to bibliofight.com. Again, not a brick cave thing. Uh, <laughs> At this point, what do you even buy? Yeah, like whatever, whatever. So um, go to bibliofight.com. You can see how it works, how to get your books submitted to us. Submit your books to us. We'll get them read. We'll get the review. We'll get the podcast set up, and we'll make it happen. So um that's all i know there all right well, so thank you for having me i got out of the house for a bit I and mean, i talked to another human being besides right <laughs> <laughs> if you have uh if you have questions either for jen or myself because you know we do talk all the time we do um you are absolutely welcome you can send us an email to uh podcast at com. i'm hoping that's a valid email um but you can send an email there i'm sure it's valid i'm sure i've created it at some point and, it, you know, ask us about what's going on. Ask us about stuff you want us to talk about, any business, any publishing business, that kind of stuff. We're happy to, to talk about it. Um, thank you again for listening to this edition of the Brick Cave Podcast. Anytime you want to hear us, join us online at BrickCavePodcast.com. Our BC Book Club members enjoy extra episodes and other great advantages, such as free books. Details at BCBookClub.com. Thank you again, everybody, for taking the time to join us. And uh, this joint uh, sort of Brick Cave anthology Proxima podcast mishmash. today. Mishmash. <laughs> All right. <Mash> <laughs> Be safe. Bye. Bye.